Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean lab. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. everyone welcome back to another episode of the boots and whiskey podcast as always i am jim i am your host got a great interview coming at you this episode we have martin and kelly on the show um a great duo out of new england you this is a this is a duo and a and i guess even a band you could say because they do have a full band that is absolutely absolutely killing it um they are you know huge in this area they are opening for some of the biggest and most iconic acts in all of country music you know you're going to hear about their instance with the oak ridge boys that is just you know to me mind-blowing you know they've supported brad paisley willie nelson brothers osborne phil vassar bonnie Raitt, allison kraus oh ben perry keith urban eric church Miranda Lambert, Justin Moore, Jada Kramer, and Sarah Evans, and I can't, you know, I could go on. I could really, really go on. Um, their talent is worlds beyond a lot of, you know, musical duos, male-female acts at the national level, let alone anywhere else. You know, these these two can really stand on their own. They really blend very, very nicely together. 
um, it's really a breath of fresh air to me, you know, because you hear a lot of the same, 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 right, in country music. And they have, they have a root in country music. They have a sound in country music that is, you know, really not heard a ton right now. So it's nice to, it's nice to hear those roots. Um, we had a little bit of a glitch with our recording, as we seem to, um, all the time, <laughs> it seems like lately. Um, but, you know, we'll, I'll edit that a little bit as much as I can and try to make it a little more more feasible. So without further ado, my conversation with Martin and Kelly. Enjoy. Hi. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Great. Good. Thank you so much for being on here with me this evening. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, so for everybody, we have Martin and Kelly on the show this evening. Um, so is it okay if I call you Jillian Ryan or do you want me to? Jillian Ryan is great. Cool. Cool. So why don't you guys go ahead and tell us about how you started, um, how you guys got together, started playing with each other. And, and, you know, kind of take us along the, the ride from the, from the beginning. Well, Ryan was doing uh, an EP and had a couple of songs that he wanted a female country voice on. And at the time I was playing with um, a mutual friend that kind of suggested my name and we got to record some songs together. And um, our voices kind of blended. Yeah. Uh, like they shouldn't on the first time, so we decided we should probably make this a uh, a full time thing because we both had separate projects at that point and we're doing our own stuff uh, separately. But I think we both felt at that point we sang better as a duo, played better as a duo. Yeah, it was kind of we started going out to each other's shows and um, just kind of had a lot of fun at the shows together. And I, like Ryan was saying, it just our voices kind of lend themselves to the duo so it was, it was kind of really cool how it just ha happened that way um and eventually we formed martin and kelly yeah i mean you guys really do you blend you blend almost like you know somebody created the two of you in a lab and was like this is how it's supposed to sound <laughs> well you're being too kind <laughs> thank you that's, that's very nice you're welcome yeah. you know you but you don't you don't find a lot of that i mean that male female duo that that blend as really as perfectly as you guys do yeah it, we it's comfortable for us it just felt natural on the first couple times um which i'm, I'm not yeah, sure and usually it, it works because ryan can sing a lot of the high parts and i take a lot of the low parts so it just, yeah uh... i need i need someone with a higher voice too. <laughs> 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 You know, not not to really let you know, not to be cliche or or play into it, but you guys really do have a Johnny and June kind of, you know, click. It's it's just it's it's to me incredible. Oh, thank you. Um... Bad jokes, and she hasn't left me on the side of the road anywhere, so that's a good start. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how long have you guys, you guys have been playing together since what, 2014? 2014 was when we first started really doing Martin and Kelly, wasn't it? Yeah, you had put the EP together a few years before that, but it was about that time. I think I'm back at 14 National Dimension. 
times another month, times another year, and we were like, this is really cool, let's try to make this something. So, um, yeah, it's been about seven years now we've been playing as Martin and Kelly. It's only felt like one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the safe answer, always. So, you know, over the last seven years or so, you guys have really kind of gone from, you know, uh, a startup to, you know, you guys play with some of the, the biggest acts anybody would, you know, country music fan or not would, would know. I feel like we've gotten very lucky over the past couple of years to meet and open for some of these artists and these people that we look up to uh, and respect so much. Now, yeah, did that, really yeah. Um, did that, so did that come, how long after you guys formed, did that, did those sorts of shows start coming about? Probably about a year or two. Yeah. Um, and we we're both fortunate that, you know, we've been playing music for a really long time. Um, Ryan in band since he was, you know, in diapers and <laughs> I have <laughs> been playing around for a little, like just, a, you know, about the same amount of time. Um, so we, you know, both kind of, had to reintroduce everybody to what we were doing as Martin and Kelly and get them kind of on board with that. And then, you know, once we had figured out what our sound was and written some original songs and started putting that out as a, a kind of an original act, um, that's when we kind of started seeing the, you know, fun opening act shows pop up. And um, it just, we, we did get really lucky with a lot of the stuff that we've been able to do with, you know, some of our heroes in the industry. Right. Oh, absolutely. Now, were you guys playing country music before you get together or was it a totally different sound altogether? We both were country music fans. Uh, my dad played banjo as long as, you know, as well as other instruments, but as long as I can remember, listen to country. So my first concert was Vince Gill. I've always loved country. I started playing blues when I was younger, just as a natural progression, because Bluegrass was a lot harder to learn, and uh, I felt blues was a good place to start and play out. Jill's always been. I've always been a country, country. fan. Um, I was on the school bus, and Leanne Rhymes had come out, and she could yodel, and I wanted to be able to yodel. So I figured out one day on the bus that I could yodel, and I was like, Mom, I can yodel. And <laughs> so I ended up doing – I had started singing in church when I was seven and um, found a band called the Rodeo Clowns when I was nine um, looking for – I was actually – my mom had gone into a store called AC Westernware in Littleton to look for an outfit for me um, for this, like, local variety show. And the woman was like, oh, you know, what What are you looking for it for? And she said, oh, my daughter is going to sing at a, you know – show in town and she's like oh we know a country band she should come out and sit in with this band um so i started singing with the rodeo clowns and then um got to play with the john penny band for many years um so country was always a thing i mean i one of my favorite things to like think about is that um the low memorial auditorium was like right down the street from my house and loretta lynn was playing there um and it's like the same night as the Backstreet Boys or something. And all my friends were like, don't you want to go to the Backstreet Boys? I'm like, no, the queen of country's in Lowell. Like, I'm going to see Loretta Lynn. They're like, who? And now it's like everybody knows. You know, country really grew and exploded up here. But I was always, always country um, from when I was little. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I tell that to people. You know, I talk to people from all across the country now at this point that, 
you know, I tell them about how country music in, in New England, especially the Boston area, has really in the last 10, 15 years have, has kind of come out of nowhere because, you know, based on the conversation, you know, we're all of similar age and growing up, country music was, you know, like like you said, you know, people wanted to go see the Backstreet Boys. They didn't want to go see uh, Loretta Lynn, you know, and I was one of those kids that would have saw the Backstreet Boys a million times over before Loretta Lynn, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting yeah. how, how quickly it's kind of exploded. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed. I mean, I think the Kenny Chesney shows really changed country music around here to start. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's just so good that it just, there's so many people that love country now. It's pretty awesome for artists like us. Cause now there's platforms for us to play up here. Right. I, that was what I was going to ask was, you know, has that explosion kind of, hi. 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 Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like sometimes if the wind blows the right way out in the middle of the woods, I lose everything. Oh. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But at least you're in the woods. That's the yeah, positive. Stuff. That's true. So, so what I was asking before we lost each other, um, do you, do you contribute that, you know, Kenny Chesney country music explosion in this area to your explosion as a, as a duo? I think that it, we, there's just a lot more um, opportunities and um, venues that have country music now where right. when we were little, that wasn't, there wasn't, that wasn't so much the case and there wasn't so much, um, con you know, the concerts that were coming up here weren't always country because that right. wasn't really the, you know, um, the stuff that people wanted to go see and now that is what people want to go see which is awesome yeah yeah so um obviously you guys grew up here you know by yep. here i mean new england um how how do you get your sound you know especially growing up in an area like like we've said that country music wasn't a you know a big staple I think going to concerts and, and having those records and we're kind of music geeks in that sense where kind of, kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We've always liked to deep dive into artists like George Jones and Buck Owens and some of her favorites like Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline. That's the kind of stuff we've always kind of gravitated to. So the more you listen to it and the more you get excited about it and mix it with, how you interpretate what they're doing, it kind of becomes your own sound. Yeah. 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 Now, with, with your sound, you know, you guys, you know, not to be too modest or too, you know, you know, really trying to talk you up, but I mean, that's part of why I'm here. But you guys are, I would argue, probably one of the main acts coming out of here right now. Um how do you how do you manage your success with you know trying to be even more successful whether it's you know staying here and doing your thing or you know doing the back and forth to nashville to try to get you know your name out there to you know people that may not be here well first of all we'll send the check in the mail tomorrow for you <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! That was nice of you to say. Well, well, no, it's true. Like you know, it's it, and not you know, just on a side note. Like I don't, I don't invite 
this sounds really bad, but I don't invite people on this show that I don't have some sort of connection to, or, or, you know, it's not, not just anybody I'm reaching out to, you know, or, or vice versa. You know, if I want to push the people that one are really good and I think, you know, deserve the, a, another platform and, you know, you guys just have such a talent and, you know, it's really an honor for me to, to have you guys on here because of how, big and how busy you guys are coming out of this area we very much appreciate that and 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 it all comes down to uh we honestly love what we do and there's nothing else we'd rather be doing and we just try to work so hard to get to next levels without thinking about all the other stuff that happens and goes on and um you know it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to keep your head down and just kind of cut your teeth until people start recognizing you that's anyways the way that we think about it we're not very good at selling ourselves or promoting stuff so uh, we we got to no, really work hard at what we, <laughs> what we do <laughs> plus we both love to travel so it kind of mm-hmm. just like keeps us motivated to keep seeing parts of the country and sometimes that's even part of the game is just like you know we want to go here all right well how can we get there right <laughs> like um, and just always like we're we don't like our feet planted. We just we both need to keep moving, and we're you know objects in motion stay in motion. We need to be in motion. Um, so that's kind of where we're both best. You know, we've realized even this last week we had like six shows in five days or something like that, and it's like that's when we're both so focused. So it just drives us to keep that being the schedule and the habits and the routines and. Um, I don't know, putting the work in is really satisfying when you can, you know, have our band go out and play and have fun and have us go out and keep playing and have fun. And honestly, like we always say that the the work is the loading in, the fun part is the playing the music for people. So as long as absolutely. we get to keep doing that, you know, that's kind of always the goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I know you guys have done shows, you know, you know, writers rounds or, or whatever in Nashville, is that something you try to schedule? Is that something you try to do like, you know, once a quarter, every, you know, twice a year, whatever, whatever your schedule allows, or is that just something that comes up and you just do as it comes up? We try to, we try to make it an effort to do writer's rounds and things like that, because it does make a difference. Um, Having a listening crowd like the bluebird um, people, you know, will be quiet. And if you talk during those shows, you'll be shushed, which we Enjoy sometimes, yeah, every <laughs> once in a while to just have a room full of people listening to a, an acoustic guitar and a, and a vocal because it, it is kind of where country music starts. Yeah. And it's great going down there, too, to have kind of just, you know, the checks and balances of, like, what are we writing? How's it keeping up with the stuff that's, you know, that's the music mecca right now. So it's just good to have, you know, go play the originals at places where, you know, some of the legends have played and, um, get feedback on it there so then we just keep working harder you know um, yeah or sometimes it's spontaneous like we were in new york and i <laughs> was given an irish coffee for breakfast the first time i've tried that and we ended up driving from uh, western new york to uh the bluebird to play some of our new songs that we just wrote so you know i gotta remember that trip more often actually irish uh, coffee makes him agree to things so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so <laughs> So how do, how do, so how does that come up? You know, do you just, you can't, I mean, I, I don't think you can just show up at the Bluebird and say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to play my, my stuff tonight. 
No, you submit for stuff like that, and um, I had lived in Nashville on and off, so um, it just it's just making relationships. Everything in this right. business is making relationships with people, and um, you know, people just find the good ones, you know, and stay stay true to them, and you know, be nice to the people on the way up. They're the same ones you'll see on the way down. So it's just kind of the philosophy we try to follow with all that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I. I'm I'm starting to see that too myself with with the connection that I've been making and it's you know it's amazing you know a brief conversation you have one minute you know a day or two later could lead to something way more than you ever expected. Absolutely. That all you know that is the entertainment business for many businesses but countries is pretty close to you and everyone's pretty genuine which is yeah part of it that we yeah. enjoy. Yeah. So when you guys aren't, you know, just doing your, your duo, you guys, you have, you have a band with you. Now, are they, are they the same musicians all the time or do you swap in and out? We're kind of old school in the, in the thought that we like to have the same guys with us, the players that we like. If we find someone that we, we really enjoy their drumming or their bass playing or, or how they approach things, we really want them on the recordings and we want them live as well. Yeah. So we use the same people um, that we'll use on the recordings live most of the time. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. It, just, it gets to a comfort level, too. It shows, like, you know, we were even just, our drummer was saying the other day, like, it had been, like, a little while because we had done some acoustic stuff and we finally had a, you know, string of band shows. And it's like, he he said, I feel so tight, guys, you know, because it just, you, it's just kind of fun to have that camaraderie. Like, after a while, you'd you know what Ryan's going to throw in an extra lick or the drummer's going to, you know, you know, have some fun on something. And um, it's just, then you can start to play a little bit. And that's, I feel like when you get your own sound as Martin and Kelly and like they, you know, we want them to be as much of a part of it as we are. Yeah. So with, with what you're doing, are you guys doing it all yourself? Do you have a management team behind you that's booking your shows? Are you guys kind of, have taken the reins and doing it all yourselves? We typically do just about all the booking ourselves. Um, we've found that we love making the relationships with people. Um, and it just, it works easiest right now for us to mm -hmm. be able to plan out our schedule that way and um, helps us to figure out travel and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing. Nice. So yeah. what kind of current or upcoming projects do you have in the future? Is there any plans for a, an EP, an album, anything like that? What's in the works? I think we're going to go straight ahead and do an album. We have a couple songs that we've been tweaking over the past year and recording and re-recording and, and writing in the meantime. And then we decide, oh, we want this on here too. So it's kind of been a, a year and a half it'll probably be a two-year process at this point just because we want it to be good yeah we're excited that we're having like our own guys play on it because we've done the nashville thing you go down and have the awesome players down there and um we do have some of our favorite nashville guys yeah on, on uh, a couple of the tracks too. yeah like on yeah. johnny and june and that that ep we did we picked some of our favorite guys down in nashville and had a really great time doing some of those 
songs down there. But it's been fun to be able to, like, go in when we can with our guys and try stuff out and listen to it for a while. And be like, nah, it doesn't really sit the way we want it to. Go back, try something else. Um, and like I said, we are definitely geeks, so I'll probably show up with <laughs> 60 amplifiers and 25 pedals. So it's fun to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, when it when it's your thing that you're doing, you always want it to sound as perfect as possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, with with the things you've done and been able to accomplish, what has been some of your favorite moments so far in your career? Whether it's somewhere you've played, somebody you've played with, somebody you've opened for, you know, anything along those lines. I think. Both of us, one of our favorite shows so far has been with the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, they, we were playing our set and you could feel, you know, you can feel people to your side, like out of your peripheral vision. Well, oh, yeah. I could feel them and Ryan could see them all standing and watching our set, um, which, you know, they're legends in country music. Yeah. And we were honored that they actually towards the end of their set asked us to join them on stage for Bobby Sue and uh, Elvira, if we wanted to come up and it was funny to see Ryan. That was the first time we had to like pull you on stage actually. Well, they didn't give us a uh, little <laughs> heads up. They just announced, yeah. They just announced that Martin and Kelly was going to be joining them for, for their encore. And uh, I froze, I think. And uh, one of the Oak Ridge boys, uh, Joe, came over and he, he put me in a headlock kind of and dragged me up to the front of the stage and gave me a compliment on my guitar playing and was like you're gonna be fine we're gonna do this <laughs> song so uh, yeah we've had some great moments but that was uh s- some That's some folks that we look up to where where was that that was at the cabot theater in beverly oh okay beautiful beautiful venue and then we got to play um a show at Bank of New Hampshire for the Outlaw Festival with Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt, Allison Krauss, and the Brothers Osborne. And I mean, I just wanted to go to that show, let alone be right. on that show. <laughs> right. Right. Now, how how much of that do you find, like, as performers where, you know, if you get invited to somewhere that, you know, you yourself as a person want to just go to and then have that opportunity to play there, that must, that's going to be a whole different level of um, excitement, I would assume. It's the best form of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Honestly, we're really, that's, you know, when Ryan's saying we're really lucky, like pretty much every single show that we've been asked or invited to be on like that has been something that I just want to go to anyways. Um, so we're really, really fortunate that those kind of the opportunities that we've been offered, um, which I We've done some really fun things. And we know there. there's so many talented people in the area that, you know, deserve to be there too. So we're just thankful that we were given some opportunities and the ones that we have. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, I want, you know, I, my, my next question is kind of like twofold. It's going to be one, you know, how, what is the relationship like with the other, you know, area acts because you know let's let's face it you know for the style of music you guys are in and the other artists in this area that do the same sort of thing you're not really in a bad spot talent wise and you know song quality wise like your other counterparts in the area and so how has your relationship with them been 
we love supporting all the artists that are in the area and i find that everybody seems to be supportive because if you're not in this area if if artists local artists weren't supportive in this area then there wouldn't be a scene for it and yeah. um it's really been awesome we've done some shows over the last year with um like whiskey six and um ayla and rob and um you know just there's a lot of people that are just want to see you succeed as much as they want to succeed and um it's just nice that there's that kind of support system around here that we can play shows with other people and they want to hear what you've been writing you want to hear what they've been writing and um it's just motivational i think it's hard because we all do play out on a lot of the same nights so it's hard to go see you know some of our friends but um we all try to be supportive on on social media i think um, of each other because we do want to see everyone succeed for sure. No, uh, people yeah, can start absolutely. playing on Mondays and Tuesdays. That'd be great. We'll go see you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pay my bills. So like, <laughs> 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 but it's fun so, when we get to be on big list acts like that. So then you can actually see other people. If we happen to be on the same show as somebody else, you finally get to watch. And that's, I love seeing what other people are doing. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to cover some, some things locally and, you know, for some of the national acts and, you know, I've really seen that where when the, when the local guys get together, it's, it's almost like a, like a family party, you know, it's, it's really kind of <laughs> cool to see. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of great local acts and I just, it's awesome that there's so many places for everybody to play and, you know, showcase their talent right now and um you know local radio is great with that too we just there's so much support for artists around in new england that's awesome yeah oh absolutely for sure um when you guys are booking your shows and and stuff you know you had a really good experience with the oak ridge boys is it, is it always like that or is it a, or is most of the time you you play your set and then you go and watch and then you go home. I think we, I mean, it's, it's not always that we get invited on stage with them, but we're always learning stuff from the shows and always, I mean, just happy to be a part of those nights and trying to, you know, just trying to impact people that came out and spent their money on the show. Like, you know, they have to watch us for whatever the amount of time is. So it just, we like to try to meet the people that are at the audience too and just um, hopefully have, they have a good time while they're with us. And, you know, I, it's just, unfortunately not every time it's, you know, an Oak Ridge situation, but, um, you know, we just try to make the best of all the opportunities that we are fortunate to have. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um so I got a few more things here before I, you know, I, I don't want to take all your time all night because I could sit here and just ask a million questions. But um, no, it's like there... a conversation with an old friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like that's that's the thing. Um, but, um, is it hard staying here in really, you know, keeping your roots here in New England and not, you know, saying uh, screw it? let's go somewhere else and try this somewhere else and, you know, try to, try to become even bigger than, than we are in the, in the local scene. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think sometimes it's, it can get a little frustrating, I think. 
um, when you're, you know, sometimes playing the same places or whatever, but um, we just enjoy playing. And I think honestly, most places um, it, it'll, it'll be the same thing. So if, if we can travel, even if we are based in new England, um, the more we travel, the happier we are. Um, so that kind of balances, um, you know, the shows that we do local and, yeah, and I just we enjoy the the travel stuff too, um, but it's nice to have a home base and to you know be around people that support you in the good weeks and the bad weeks and everything in between. Um, but we just you know try to expand a little bit at a time, and you know maybe just growing outside of New England is you know up and down the East Coast and that kind of stuff. Um, but always coming back here because this is where everybody, you know, supports us. And that's, we can't thank people enough for that, you know? Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Um, now what you guys are big touring act. So how did, how did COVID and the shutdown and everything, you know, I think everybody knows how it affected, you know, live music in general, but you know, how did you guys overcome that to be, to, you know, really come out of it, as strong, if not stronger, than going into it? I think it was an emotional time for everyone. Um, And I think we tried to draw on that emotion in our playing um, and in other ways. I mean, my truck was taken apart every two days, and most of my guitars and amps were in pieces (laughs) uh, at one point. Uh, I. I have a couple new gardens, actually, after. She does. We both realize that it's not something you can take for granted. And, you know, sometimes if it's not a great night, um, it's easy to kind of act lackluster and um, just kind of go through the motions. But we both, I think, are at a point where we decided that can never happen again. We need to appreciate every stage performance that we can. It was also good for us to slow down because neither are really good at that. Um, and it forced us to kind of get back to basics with Martin and Kelly. We really worked on our sound a lot over that time frame with like the live streams and even suggestions from people of songs we should try that like we probably wouldn't have tried otherwise. Um, we had time to work on stuff and write and we weren't always motivated to write. So then it was just like, all right, let's just work on a cover just even to, you know, work on something music related and, um, I feel like we got a lot tighter even um, with just being able to play and slow down and get in the show that all of that stuff that we wouldn't have been doing because we had so many shows booked that just all of a sudden were gone. So it was like, all right, well, what do we do? Well, let's keep playing music because that's what we know how to do and try to entertain people because that makes us happy and that makes people happy in an unknown time. Um, And so that's really what we focused on and it didn't take long for us to pivot a little bit i mean we were on a plane coming back from we had played the strawberry fest in florida and our parents were with us and we barely made it back that was in march yeah Um, middle of march (laughs) yeah and i'd say about a month or so after that we started doing live streams um, and really just tried to to get entertainment to people because i think it was helping them as much as it was helping us yeah, it made us feel like we were going to, you know, really help go basically going to work on a Friday night. We would do a Friday night live streams and people were like, are you, are you on? Are you on at eight? Are you on at seven? Like what time are you on? You know, it was 
happy it was a happy time for us to you know make make us feel like we were you know people were looking forward to something because um, it was such a you know everybody knows how that time was but. yeah yeah <laughs> you know and it's funny because it's like I hear the same stories from artists you know so it's it's actually really fascinating for me to to hear how similar it's been for everybody regardless of where they are in their careers right and um you know, I, I, I like to ask because it's, you know, it's, it's fascinating for me and I'm sure it's interesting for other people, but when you, when we find out that, you know, everything's starting to open back up and we can have live music and all this stuff, um, at that point, did the phone calls start coming automatically or did you have to go out and look for it and did you take everything that was offered? Um, we were cautious at first because obviously not knowing what was going sure. on um, and tried to do as much outside stuff as possible. But obviously we wanted to get to work as soon as we could and get the band back to work. And um, so it, it was a slow go because everybody had to get their feet back under them. Um, venues and artists alike. So it was kind of working with the venues to, you know, get music back going again. Um, and it's, that took a little while. Definitely yeah. took a little while. How was it the first the first night back after, you know, really 18 months? I feel like the first show that we played, we both felt like we were in a museum because we were just so distant from people and we I, felt like we were on display. Like yeah, it just... was my immediate thought was, <laughs> I felt like I was a museum piece because they had yellow caution tape that was set up around us so people couldn't get close. And even though we were outside, we still had masks on and um, it just, it, it felt surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I've still noticed that I'm a little, a little bit funny when it's like too much of a crowd or something, but um, that, that was, we are both, I think we took that away from the very first show. We're like, wow, this is really funny. <laughs> and I think people mistake artists for being extroverts because we're on stage and we're singing and things, but uh, most of us are uh, introverts. So having that time to ourselves and then getting back on stage again, I think uh, most of us were like, wow, we're kind of close to people. And, you know, both of us, it took a little while to get used to uh, to being in front of people again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I the first show I saw live back was at City Winery. And, you know, it, it was at a time when everybody was, you know, everything was back, you know, to quote unquote normal, right? And it like sitting there looking at everybody else, it was just like so surreal. And it was like, huh, you know, you kind of like you took all those shows you'd gone to for granted, you know, because yeah. you, you didn't know if it was going to be taken away again. Yeah, it's a very strange time. And that's with, with some of the shows even recently we've gone to some of the national acts say that, you know, they're like, we've we apparently took this for granted and we're never going to do that again. <laughs> it's right. just like, we're so glad that you guys are out here in front of us and we can see your faces. You know, it's just it's yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been to a couple of big shows now since, since all that. And, you know, I, I got to admit, and, you know, people don't like it when I talk about it, but, you know, I've almost gotten back to the, the way it was before you know, because I'm, I'm such a people person. I want to be in a crowd. I want to, you know, I want to talk to everybody. I want to, you know, be in the party and in the scene. And, 
you know, you get a lot of those, you know, people are still a little standoffish and it's, you know, it's for somebody like me, it's very weird. Yeah. There's definitely still a funny energy sometimes at places just with people not knowing like what you're comfortable with or what you're not comfortable with. And we never want to make somebody uncomfortable either. Right. And, and also have to be cautious because we want to keep singing. <laughs> right. Like right. we have to kind of just take it all um, you know, show by show. Right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I know, you know, as a fan and, you know, everybody else that's listening, that's a fan, you know, we're, we're glad that you're back and, and doing your thing and doing your thing as, you know, even better than before. So it's, it's really awesome to see you guys thriving as, as much as you are. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for the support and thank you for sure. uh, showcasing artists like us. We very yeah. much appreciate it. Absolutely. Now I have a, a few kind of cliche questions. I'm not sure if you've listened to episodes in the past, but um, I have two questions I always ask everybody. Um, and my, my wife tells me I need to be a little more, um, you know, have a little bit of a, a segue into it, but I don't, I don't do it that way. Um, what kind of boots do you guys wear if, if you wear boots? I wear fries from the time I get out of bed to the time I get into bed. So. I wear Freebirds and a shiny silver pair of boots from back at the ranch, Santa Fe boots in New Mexico. And That's I probably awesome. have too many pairs of Freebird boots. She has a now, lot of boots. <laughs> now, 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 I'm kind of glad you brought up the Freebird boots because it seems like every female artist i've talked to has a pair of free birds a free birds like a this is you know i'm probably gonna get people angry at me but is that is that a a female clothing line or is that just so happens that everybody every female artist likes them ask like a true male they, (laughs) they do have a male line of boots they have great marketing I do and have a pair of Freebirds. You do too. have a pair of Freebirds. I think I might have two. Yeah. And nice. but they they're so comfortable. They're amazing well, boots. And like I asked because, you know, I never hear the guys be like, you know, my my pair of Freebirds are super comfortable, but it's always the girls <laughs> that are like I my Freebirds are like slippers. You know, because I didn't I got my first pair of boots in at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, I got a my wife got me a pair of Ariats for my birthday and Perfect. I put they are. Well, they are now, but I put the first time I put them on, I couldn't stand them. Like, how the hell do you walk in these things? And then <laughs> I, I, I learned real quick. Yeah, Ryan but, has boots on 24 hours a day. So he's always in, in his boots. Yeah. I, I change it up every once in a while. I think after the area, you got to get yourself a pair of uh, Tony Lomas. That would that, be the natural progression. Okay, because that, that's what I've heard, too, is that, you know, you know, everybody has a pair of llamas, you know, it's, and it's yeah. like, am I yeah. missing something? Or is, is or like Luke the Ariats, like, what's that? Or Lou Casey's. Lou Casey's yeah. are great if you need a good dress boot, you know, something yeah. you're going to wear to a nice show or something. Uh, Back at the Ranch is a great boot company, too, but that's like the upper echelon of uh They're some of my favorite boots. boots. Yeah. They're shiny silver boots, and they've got... Swarovski crystals on them. They're some also. They're like the Cadillac of boots for my feet. They're 
pretty amazing. Did I mention that we're geeks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's awesome because it's like I haven't had a boot converse, a real in-depth boot conversation, and you know, my wife has a pair of cowboy boots that she had gotten tailored right to her, right to her, like they fit her perfectly. And so, like, when I got mine, that's what I figured they would just be, and they're not. So it kind of took, you know, it kind of took a few, <laughs> a few wears to, to realize that I have a little space in between my leg and the, and the boot itself. And, <laughs> it, <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, I'm always looking for the next pair, right? Because eventually those are going to go. So, you know, it's good to know that there's, there's an actual line of progression. It's like, you know every kid gets a pair of Nikes and then from there they get, you know, whatever it is. I think I have a graveyard now of boots, actually. <laughs> he walks out of his boots, so eventually I tell him he's walking too much like a cowboy and we got to get him some new boots <laughs> he's walked out of the soles of them. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so now, obviously, the next question is going to be, if, if you drink or drink whiskey, what, what is your go-to? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll take that. <laughs> now, I, I that was one of the fun things we we would do when we first started traveling was um, collect barrel picks and single barrels. And back when bourbon was affordable and it wasn't this crazy thing that it is now. Um, so I have a nice stash of old whiskeys and stuff that's hard to get. That's just kind of. Um, taking my time getting through um, and and you as well I mean we did a lot of the distillery tours every time we go through Kentucky just because and we'd find fun stuff they'd have one-offs there or whatever uh, yeah I'm kind of more of an old-fashioned kind of girl because I like it to be a fun drink but um, I'm you know, just by default, I ended up trying all the stuff that he would try when we would do the distilleries, and that's a lot of fun. Also, have a lot of fun with screwball whiskey. That's pretty good. I do like peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's too funny. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I've really started to get into whiskey myself, and then, you know, you're right, Ryan. Like, it's it's getting expensive, and it's like you kind of, like, you know, some of it you have sticker shock, but then, you know, if you know what you're looking for and you know what you're looking at, like, it, it makes sense. It does. I, I And I have this conversation with a lot of people. I remember I was buying the plastic bottle Weller 107s um, for, you know, $23, $24 a bottle and using them in old fashions because right. I thought it was great for old fashions. And now people are paying upwards of 70 to to $100 a bottle for it, and it's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, I, I've even, you know, I've I've been talking to some people in, in some of the, you know, some distilleries and distillers and especially out of, you know, obviously out of Kentucky. And, um, you know, I've really been talking to the people over at Angel's Envy and, you know, I go to the liquor store and look at a bottle and it's like, yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, you Angel's know, Envy is one of those one that it's been around for a while and people enjoy it because it's got that um, everything is kind of like port cask finish so it's very yeah sweet. um yeah and it's a very easy drinking whiskey so that's why i think it's hard to get a hold of and and they can charge whatever they want because people are going to pay it right yeah because because you're right it's absolutely delicious you know i have a buddy of mine that has every brand of whiskey bourbon scotch whatever he can get his hands on that's brown and it's you know he's 
he's very picky about who gets what and how much of what. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. Well, we'll have to do a whiskey tasting with you one of these days. Sounds great. I would I would love that. Um, so, <laughs> what's that? He's got a few. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I started a little collection and my wife's like, wow. So uh, so a hobby of talking to musicians is turning into a hobby of drinking whiskey. And I was like, no, maybe. Wait till you start getting cabinets and hiding boxes in closets. Then you're really in trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, at, at that point, I might as well just hide in the closet with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, at least it'll be something to sell off in the divorce, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they only increase in value. That's true. That's true. And especially if they're not open. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny. Well, you know, guys, I, I thank you for your time so much. You know, I know I know everybody's busy. And, you know, for you guys to take a take the hour or so on your day off, I, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jim. We really appreciate you talking to us. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when the next, absolutely. The next time the next thing comes out or, or whatever, and you want to push it, you know, please, you know, we'll be in contact and we'll get you back on so that you can, you can do and push your next, your next project for sure. Great. I think one of our new songs actually uh, has whiskey in the course. So perfect. we'll have to send it over to you when it's done. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. My conversation with Martin and Kelly. Super sweet set of musicians there in Jilly Martin and Ryan Kelly. Thank you both so much for taking your time on your day off to talk to me and get your story out there for all of us to enjoy. Um, Can't wait to see you next time around when I'm able to. Um, As I always tell everybody, you know, this is a group you're not going to want to miss because one of these days they're they're not going to be around because they're going to be doing crazy amazing things on the national level touring all across the country and the world these guys are gonna telling you any minute they're out of here um thank you so much again and as always you guys you can find us on instagram facebook at boots and whiskey podcast on twitter at boots whiskey Email me anything you want, boots and whiskey podcast at gmail.com. If you want to donate to the show, you can go Venmo. You can find my link tree. It should be on the Instagram. Um, you can find our TikTok videos. Um, I'm probably going to ha- start having the kids in them soon just to spice it up, but who knows? Um, concert reviews are going to start coming on YouTube. So take a look at that. Uh, my review for Kip Moore. I'm going to try to get that done sometime this week. Um, if not, definitely over the weekend. So take a look at that. We have American Grit and Grace, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Rowdy Roads. And, you know, thank you all again so much for everything. And stay tuned because we got some, I think we have, might have some cool stuff coming your way. Um, that you'll very much enjoy. So until then, thank you all so much. We'll talk to you super soon. Have a great night. Remember, keep the boots on the ground, whiskey in the glass. Good night.